welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, thank you so much for being here. I'm wicked excited to share this episode with you and tell you a little story. <laughs> I always feel like it's like, gather around the fire, gather around the campfire, boys and girls and humans and furry kids. <laughs> Auntie has a story for you. Oh my God. So today, if you're listening to this, if I did the math right, if you're listening to this on the day, I think you're listening to this, then you will be listening to this on uh, Thanksgiving. So the American holiday, not the Canadian one, right? So here in the US on this day of publication, this should be Thanksgiving. And I have a giving thanks story. That's the title of this sucker. And it will make sense <laughs> once I actually tell you the story. Uh, but first of all, let me just say, uh, whenever you are listening to this story, I always think, I think every day is a good day for giving thanks and gratitude. You know what I mean? Like some people like to say, oh, November, like November one, that's day one of grat giving gratitude and da, 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 da. I, I think every, I think every day is a pretty, pretty fantastic day <laughs> for giving a little, a little high, a little how you doing? I'm grateful. A little, a little thankfulness, right? Meister Eckhart. Uh, the great uh, philosopher and mystic said that um, if the only prayer that you ever say is thank you, then that will be enough. So I think it's a powerful thing. Now, if you, first of all, let me say this, loyal listeners, I appreciate you being here and coming back and tuning in. I love hearing from you. Uh, you know, sometimes you guys will make comments, leave me comments on YouTube. So for the new folks, you may not know that this is not only a listening podcast, it's also a, a YouTube show. You can go and watch me sit here like a little weirdo <laughs> talking to you, right? You just go go to my YouTube channels. I think it's just like YouTube slash Karen Kenny, whatever it is. But you can find me if you spell my name right, K-E-N-N-E-Y. But you can watch um, and listen to this show. So for those of you who, um, you know, tune in and listen, thank you. Sometimes you share it on the socials. You share it with your friends and family. I, I know fellow coaches who say, hey, I shared this with my uh, my my coach coaching clients or my mentees or whatever. And I just really, really, really appreciate it. So thank you for helping me to spread the good word and to spread the love. Uh, for those of you who watch on YouTube, thank you for those of you who leave me comments, like it, had it, let me know that you uh, tuned in. I super duper appreciate you. And for new people, thank you for being curious. Thank you for following your curiosity and showing up here today. All right. So those of you that know me, those of you that have been around the block with me for a few for a few years, so this is like I've been doing this show for like over four years. So for those of you who've been around the block, you know that I just absolutely love Mr. Fred Rogers. 
Fred Rogers is a hero of mine. He's uh, one of the head honchos on my spiritual team. And I just adore him. And um, you might also be, right? You might have also grown up with the fabulous Fred Rogers. And you might um, also be a super fan like I am. And if you are, double amen hands to that. But so you might be familiar with what I'm about to say. So Fred Rogers is one a, a particular quote that he's famous for and or st a story that he's kind of famous for, which is that when he was little and scary things, big, scary things were happening in the world, or if he saw something on TV that disturbed him or frightened him or whatever, Mr. Rogers' mom would always say to him, look for the helpers. Look for the help is yes, there might be buildings that are crumbling. There might be, you know, awful things that are happening. But if you look around, you will always see people who are helping. So look for the helpers because there will always be help is. And I absolutely love this. Um, I think it can be a really powerful um, practice, especially in times when you feel like you want to despair or give up or feel completely overwhelmed. Um, I think what happens when you look for the helpers is it gives you hope. And for some people, it helps their nervous system feel a little more regulated because when you feel helpless, when you feel like there's nothing you can do, that can be a very triggering thing for trauma. Uh, but when you look around and you see that other people are helping, it also, um, gives you the courage and the confidence to maybe to step in and speak up or show up or raise your hand or volunteer or do something as well. And I think we can all agree if you look around the world right now, it's kind of a shit show. The world's on fire. There's just a lot of, lot of awful things that have been going on in the world that are continuing to go on, but also new things, right? It's like another mass shooting. Uh, you know, you see what's happening in the Middle East. You see all the atrocities, the bombings, the loss of innocent life. <sighs> feels like feels like so many people have lost their humanity. I just don't even know. I just don't even know how people do it to each other. I know we all have the capacity um, to do both awful things and to also do um, really incredible and amazing things. So I'm going to share a little story about why I'm talking about all of this today. So you may, again, if you've been around the block, you know that I often say S-T-O-T-J. Like I lift one of my hands, I kind of point it up towards the sky, towards the heavens, if you like. And I say S-T-O-T-J, spiritual team on the job. Uh, I've talked, I talked a lot. I think I did a whole episode on spiritual teams. You can go and try and find that, but just think of your spiritual team members as divine help is. Okay. And I often joke and say, I I've, I need a lot of help. <laughs> so I have a pretty, I'm kind of a spiritual mutt. I have, I have all different kinds of help is on my spiritual team, some alive, some dead, some human, some animal, uh, some of my ancestors, my mom, of course, Jesus, a bunch of a bunch of good people. Um, you know, Joan of Arc, she's back there. I'm pointing to her behind me. My mom, she's over there. I'm pointing to another picture of me and my mom when I was a little kid. Uh, so I have a lot of fantastic helpers, and Mr. Rogers is definitely one of them. And it was probably the spirit of Mr. Rogers that gave me the nudge, gave me a little nudge the other day. So here's the deal. All right, I had to go grocery shopping. Um, I should say I get to go grocery shopping. Not everybody in the world has places where they can just drive their car to a place and there's a shit ton of food, P.S. So I'm just grateful for that. So I, I went food shopping and I often don't just go to one place when I food shop. Um, sometimes um, I will need a product that a particular store doesn't have. 
So luckily enough, the places that I go food shopping, there are often several uh, grocery stores right across the street from each other, which is another kooky thing, right? We have three in this one particular area in Concord, we have like three grocery stores right across the street from each other. So I go grocery shopping, I gather up a bunch of stuff and uh, realize that there's one more product that I need. I could maybe do without it, but I would be being inconvenienced. And I was like, uh, I just want to go home. I don't feel like pulling into another grocery store and parking and getting out and walking around and da 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 da. Right? Ba ba ba. You know, like privileged problems. You know what I'm saying? So, but as I'm, I'm I have to make a decision, right? Because as I'm leaving the other parking lot, the other grocery store. I'm pulling up to the lights and I got like about 10 seconds, five seconds, right? Cause I'm driving, right? I'm heading towards the lights and I'm either going to go straight towards the lights and get on the highway, or I'm going to pull into this other parking lot. And at the very last minute, I talk about it like having um, word impressions in my mind. Sometimes it feels like a voice, right? There's an internal voice or a whatever. You get the nudge, you get the intuitive hit, gut instinct says, pull it, right? Go right instead of straight. So at the last minute, I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to pull in. I'll just trust it. I trust that. I trust that voice. I trust that inner voice with, I don't even know how to say it. I trust it a wicked, wicked, wicked lot. Okay. So I pull in and I'm like, I'm here for a reason. I don't have to know what the reason is, but I am clearly here. So I pull into the parking lot. I'm driving down. Now I was almost going to turn into the, when you turn into this parking lot, okay, you can either go left immediately and kind of park towards the back, or you can keep going all the way straight towards the front of the store and park closer to the, you know, to the entrances. And again, Normally, I would just bang a left and go park in the back and, and walk, get, stretch my legs, you know, get a little walk in. But for some reason, again, it was just like I was being guided from an inner compass, a little, I always talk about like the inner GPS. I always say GPS stands for God's pretty smart. <laughs> so my GPS was turned on and I was uh, going forward. And then all of a sudden, okay. So you know how in a grocery store parking lot, you have the actual parking lot where all the cars are and the, the little corrals for the carts are, for the trolleys, as they call them in, in, in England, right? So so there's like that, that area. And then there's usually like a big lane, almost like a big enough of a fire lane, right? Where cars can drive back and forth right in front of the store. And then boom, the store is on the right-hand side. Usually the parking lot's on the left-hand side. Okay, I'm just trying to set up the scenario so you can see the scene in your head. I want I want you to come on this journey with me. So I'm driving now in that big lane, right? So the, the parking lot's on my left-hand side in the store and the doors to the store are on my right and I'm driving straight. And as soon as I'm driving, I, you know, I, I turn in and I'm looking straight ahead and I see this old lady on the ground, okay? I see her gray hair. I see what looks like her shopping bags, not full, like empty, like she was. So I know now she's heading into the store. Grocery bags uh, on the ground with her. 
And as soon as I see this, I'm immediately confused. I'm confused for two reasons, though. I'm confused because number one, right, my brain is doing like fast math. And it's like, what is this old lady doing on the ground, right? Like what happened? So immediately, oh, okay, I can assess probably she fell, she tripped. I don't know. She's having a heart attack. She's having an incident, a medical incident. I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, oh, my God, right? I'm, why is this lady on the ground? But then the second reason why I'm confused. So let me let me preface this with saying there is a young girl. Um, she's probably, I don't know, anywhere between like 19 and 22-ish, maybe a young woman, I should say, who's standing behind the woman and she kind of has her hands on the old woman's back, like she was going to slide her hands underneath the woman's armpits from behind. So I see the young woman, I see the old woman, and the thing that confuses me, number two here, is why aren't other people stopping to help? Why are cars driving by this scene and not stopping to help? Why are humans, other human beings walking past them into the store and rolling their cart full of groceries back to their car, but not stopping to help? So, you know, I'm like, I, I, I could spend a lot of precious energy getting pissed and judging people. You can hear it in my voice, right? I, maybe I was being a little judgy. Uh, I don't know their stories. I don't know what was going on in fairness, but still I'm like, what the fuck, right? So I pull up, I, you know, I, I pull up, put my foot on the brake. I roll down my window and I say, because I don't also want to make something worse. So I roll down my window and I say, do you need help? And the young woman says, yes, please. So I throw it in pack. I don't even care. I don't even care that I'm blocking traffic. I don't even care that people are going to have to go around me because they can deal with it, Right. So I throw it in pack, I hop out of my car and I go over to assess the situation and see what I can actually do. First of all, it, it appears she's conscious, she's able to talk. And what has happened is um, I was like, sweetheart, what happened? You know, she's like, I lost and she lost her balance. She fell down. I don't know if she got lightheaded, whatever. So the young girl, so the way that the old woman is on the ground is she's kind of leaning on one of her hips and her knees are bent and so her feet are kind of behind her. So she's kind of like leaning against the shins, the front shins of the girl. So remember the young woman is behind the old woman. Um, the old woman's kind of leaning against the shins of the young woman. And so I'm now squatted down in front of them. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to assess, right? I'm using like all my yoga teacher anatomy things. Like what, what, ha what, what are we gonna do here? And so the young woman says, you know, she just needs to get her feet out in front of her. And I'm like, okay. So I kind of tried to roll the old woman a little bit to the side so I can start to bring her feet around. And the whole time, like literally like, I'm like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? Because I want to make sure, I don't know her flexibility. I had never met her before, but I want to make sure I'm not about to tweak her knee or hurt her ankles or do something awful to make it worse. And as I'm checking in, like checking in repetitively, you know, repeatedly, like, are you okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? And she's saying, yes, 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 I'm okay. Yes. So great. I get her feet now out, you know, in front of her. And, and there's no way that this woman is going to be able to like get up from this position. And then the young woman says, you know, I think we just need to like get her feet flat on the ground, which of course makes total sense, right? So I start to bring the woman's feet like right in front of her 
And I realize that she does not have the ankle flexion. She's not going to be able to get her feet flat on the ground. But what I could do was get her heels on the ground. So now you can imagine, now the woman is facing forward. Her knees are facing up towards the sky. And her heels are also on the ground. And her toes are kind of facing up also, right, up in the air towards the sky. So I do some fast, again, do some fast math in my head about what has to happen. The young girl is still, the young woman is still supporting her from behind. And I'm also realizing you know, this is all happening very fast, but there are still other people just walking by, not saying a word, not slowing down, not offering to help. Okay, great. But we're on the job and that's all that matters. So I realized like, okay, so you know how Charlie Chaplin stands? Okay. So I realized like, I'm going to have to wedge my feet underneath this woman, old woman's feet. And- and at an angle, like how Charlie Chaplin would stand to kind of brace her. Now, thank goodness she fell close to a packed car, a car that was in the handicap zone. I don't know if that was her car or not. Um, so I leaned back kind of like um, against that car to get some bracing because this woman is, you know, a, a little bit bigger than than us. And so I'm like, okay, because I'm going to need some leverage. So kind of bend my knees. I wedge my feet in there. I grab, not grab. I take hold of, <laughs> I didn't grab her. I took hold of the old woman's hands and her wrists. And I'm like, okay, sweetheart, just hold on. And she kind of, you know, uses her little, oh, her little wrinkly, her little wrinkly, you know, you know how when we get older, I mean, look who's talking me too, 55. As we get older, our skin gets a little thinner, right? So I'm just looking at her hands and her knuckles and I'm like, oh my gosh. She grabs a hold of me and I say to the woman, you read, you know, the young woman who's helping from behind, who was the initial, the initial hero on the scene, right? Um, and she's, I said, you ready? And she's like, yep. And I'm like, okay, one, two. And I pull from the front the the young woman lifts and pushes from the back and we get this woman standing. Okay. Now at this point, there's finally a woman, another woman, probably around my age, maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit older. She's walking towards us and she sees what's happening and she's like, oh my goodness, um, um, can I help? Do you need any help? And so the old woman says, I just need to, you know, get my bearings. I just need a minute to like, you know, kind of catch her breath and get her balance and get her bearings. Uh, those three important B's, right? Her breath, her bearings and her balance. And so she's, she's standing there and she starts to explain what happened. She says, I was trying to get that cot over there. And she, she kind of points and I say, oh, to that shopping, the shopping cot over there. And she's like, yeah. I was trying to get to it, but I, I, you know, I lost my balance. I'm like, oh my God. And thank God you guys, she didn't crack her head. She wasn't bleeding. She didn't look like she had any cuts. She just kind of like fell down. Oh my goodness. So the, the woman who had just walked up says, do you want me to go get that cut for you? And she's like, yes, please. And like, my hat is just like <laughs> up in my throat, you know? So the woman rolls, you know, goes and gets the cot, brings it over to the old woman. She's now had a few beats to like, you know, get her bearings to get stable. Um, she seems to be okay. And so um, she's like, she's like, okay, like, I think I said, do you want us to stand here with you? Right. And she's, and that's when, you know, like for some more time, cause we stood with her for a little bit. Do you want us to stand here with you? She's like, no, I think I'm ready. And so the woman who had gotten the cot for her says, 
um, okay, okay, sweetheart, I'm going to like, you know, walk in. I don't think she called her sweetheart, but she's like, okay, I'm going to walk in with you. Okay. And so she puts the woman's bags, her shopping bags into the cot. She puts the old woman's hands on the cot. And then she puts her hand on the old woman's back and she starts to walk alongside her. Okay. I, so now they're starting to move. I turn to the young woman and I say like, cause at first I thought, this young woman must know her because when she was like, she just needs to get her feet out in front of her. She needs to get her feet flat on the floor. I thought maybe this is her, her granddaughter. Maybe this is her, her caretaker. I don't know. And what was so fascinating and again, just made, just uh, uh, made my hat grow. Like, you know, when they say the Grinch, like his hat grew like three sizes that day, right? Like that's what it felt like to me. I was like, my heart just like grew because when I first pulled up, there was like the old woman on the ground, these these bags on the ground, these shopping bags on the ground. And then there was a drink container. It had some sort of like, it was see-through. So it had like a smoothie or some mango pea. I don't know what was in it, but there was also a drink on the ground. So this young woman, I said to her, is she with you? Are you together? Because she obviously wasn't offering to go into the store with her. And she said, no. And um, And I said, So, so now I'm playing out the pre-scene before I got there. So this young woman comes out of the store, sees this woman either fall or sees her on the ground and immediately does something, goes into action, puts her cup down, rushes in to help. And I say to her, so you're not with her? And she said, no. And I literally like grab her by the arms, right? And I look at her and I say, thank you so much for being a good person. And she was like, oh, she's like, oh, my God, of course. She's like, I had to do something. And then she looked at me and she said, thank you for helping. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, again, of course, I'm like, I'm so happy you were here, you know. And so we said our goodbyes and I get back in my car. I park my car. And as soon as I put it into park, I just start like crying my eyes out. I just burst into tears. And I think I'm crying for a couple of different reasons. First of all, the older I get, I cry. I mean, I cry every day as it is. And I cry over, of course, awful things, sad things that I see, of course, being a vegan, just knowing all the animal suffering in the world, being a human, knowing all the awful human suffering in the world, the thousand and one ways and a gazillion ways there are to suffer and the things we do to each other, the horrible things that we do to each other and are doing to each other. You know, so I I cry every day about that stuff, but I also cry when I see acts of kindness, when I see people being kind to other humans, when I see people being kind to animals, it immediately makes me cry. I have no shame around it. I think it's good for the soul. I think it's good for my, my bodies. Let that nice little emotional wash, right? It's nice and cleansing. So I pack and I'm crying because I'm so overwhelmed by the kindness of this young woman. She could have just ignored it like all those other people. She could have just walked on by and she didn't. She immediately sprung into action because something in her heart, that divine spark that lives in her heart, recognized, you know, another human being in peril, in need of help. And she responded to the call of her heart. She took action. Number one. Also, the generosity and the kindness of the woman to slow down her agenda, to stop and check in, pick up the bags, go get the cat, to walk into the store with that woman. That also, my hat, like, and I think I probably also cried a little bit 
because when I get angry or when I get frustrated, I also cry. <laughs> it's one of the things I do, right? And I just think it's it's an old pattern, an old way. But I don't, again, I don't judge it. I'm like, I know that when I get frustrated, when I get overwhelmed, when I get angry, whatever, I cry. So I'm sitting there and I cry for a few minutes. And then I turn my mind back. I get back to the business of love, right? I'm like, I could sit here and focus on all the motherfuckers that didn't stop and help, right? Whatever their agenda was, whatever whatever was more important than helping this old lady on the ground, okay, right? I'm like, I could put my energy there or I could focus on the goodness that I just bore witness to, right? I could focus on the love and the kindness and the compassion and the empathy that I just bared witness to, right? And so that's what I did. So- I go into the store. I do my shopping. Every aisle, I'm. I only need one item. <laughs> Every aisle I go down, I'm now. I only need one item, but I am now going up and down the aisles looking for the old lady to make sure she's still on her two feet. I spot her. She seems fine. I watch her for. A, I'm at the you know like a creeper. I'm like a stalker at the end of the aisle, like peeking around the peas. Like, uh, is she okay? <laughs> you know, she seemed to be fine. So I go about my business, right? You know what the funny thing is? This is the best thing. This is why I know S-T-O-T-J. They didn't even have the item that I needed in stock. I was shit out of luck on that front, but I knew I had been placed where I was needed. I knew I had been placed. Me and my, you know, my like, you know, Mr. Rogers, like, as my mentor, as one of my teachers, as one of my heroes, right? Look for the help is. I did a whole podcast on this. It was based on this concept of look for the help is, but I titled it Be the Helper because we have so many opportunities in life. You know, sometimes we're going to be the ones that are knocked on our ass. We're going to be the ones on the ground. We're going to be the ones that are anxious or depressed or scared or whatever, right? Has been in the car accident or, you know, took a, took a fall, you know, walking on a curb or coming down the, whatever the thing is. There are going to be times in our lives when we're going to be needing help. We're going to be overwhelmed and we're going to be looking around, right? When we're going to feel powerless or helpless and we might be looking around for, for help is for ourselves, but also in great catastrophes, we might be looking around for helpers, right? But sometimes we get to be the helpers. We get to, right? I always say love is, is like action, right? Love and action go together because action is the voice of the heart. Love is the voice of the heart. And we get to um, step up and whether that's speaking up, showing up, right? Writing your senators, right? Volunteering your time, whatever it is, donating money, right? We always have a thousand and one ways to also be a helper. And I was so grateful for that opportunity, but I just thought it was so wicked funny that I didn't even get, I wasn't like, it wasn't even about the item. I knew that I had been directed and sent where I was needed. And I had an opportunity to to strengthen those helper muscles, to put it into action, right? To not just talk the talk, to walk the walk and to do what needed to be done. And it was a blessing for me to have that opportunity, right? I'm not saying, God, I mean, I wish the old lady hadn't fall, fallen down at all, of course, of course. But seeing her there gave me an opportunity to do something about something. Because you know what? I can't stop the bombs dropping right in Gaza. I can't make 
them stop killing innocent people and babies and you know Hamas and the war and like all all the stuff I can't stop people going into bowling alleys and schools and synagogues and mosques and churches and killing each other because our skin color is different or because you like I can't stop all the insanity in the world right I can try to educate myself. I can try to vote appropriately. I can try to, you know, um, send money when I can, donate when I can, you know, talk about it when I can, all those things, right? But sometimes you're like, I can't fly, I can't fly across the world and go help those hungry children. Well, what can I do? I can feed hungry children in my neighborhood. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we can start with those close to us. And I talked about this on a previous podcast. I did that not that long ago. So- I was just so grateful to get to bear witness to another human beings. Um, not only, I think this is going to sound a little weird saying this, but seeing another person's frailty, seeing how precious, right? Seeing how precious time is that this woman is now older. She doesn't have like, you know, the, the, the strength of her youth, the flexibility of her youth, the ability to like get herself up off the ground. And this is also just another little opportunity for a little Pia. So let me say this, but her frailty or her vulnerability in that moment allowed me to strengthen my muscle and it allowed that young woman also to help and it allowed that other woman to also help. And it gave us an opportunity to have connection, to gather around another being human or animal, but in this case, human that needed help. And we were able to, we're not going to, I can't imagine any of us are ever going to forget that. I know I'm not going to, I mean, unless, you know, God forbid I, I lose my, my mental faculties, but I think that's going to stay with me forever. And even if my brain doesn't remember, my heart will remember. Okay. So, but here's, here's a little PSA off of that. Okay. They say one of the number one reasons that old people, you know, like the elderly end up um, going downhill is because they don't, when, when they fall, when old people fall, they often don't have the flexibility to fall well. And they also don't have the strength to get back up. And if you're not doing weight bearing kind of exercise stuff, like lifting weights, right? Like keeping your bone mass up, keeping your spine flexible, keeping your joints healthy. If you're not moving your body and staying active and staying fit, right? It can be a lot harder. This is no judgment PS on that woman. I'm just saying if I didn't, you know, do what I do, to keep my body strong, I might not have been able to get that woman up off the ground. If that young woman didn't have, right, the strength of her youth, right, she might not have been able to also help get that woman up off the ground. So this is just a little PSA, especially to women, right? Especially to women to keep up your strength, to move your body, to stay strong and to stay flexible as best you can. So find movements that make you happy. For you, it might not be lifting weights. It might not be going to the gym, but some good body weight bearing exercise, some calisthenics, some movement, whatever it is, right? Some yoga, whatever it is to keep the body strong, Pilates, dance, however you love to move, walking, hiking, whatever it is. So important. It's so important. So I just want to, this is a little, a, this is a little, a giving thanks story. And I'm giving thanks that first of all, my spiritual team told me to go to that parking lot. 
Okay. Number one, giving thanks for the divine and my divine helpers for directing me. Giving thanks for that, for that young woman who stopped and took the time to be a helper. Giving thanks to that other woman for also stopping to take the time to be a helper. Giving thanks to that older woman to be vulnerable enough to receive the help. Because I know some people who'd be like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I don't need the help. She clearly needed the help. She knew she needed the help and she allowed herself to be helped. So grateful for that. I was also grateful for um, the store for not having my item <laughs> because it gave me a really good laugh and it just cemented once again, right? Why I have so much faith because I have too much evidence to know and see that the divine guides me. It has me go where it would have me go. It has me do what it would have me do. It has me say what it would have me say and to whom. So every day I ask, please use me, please use me, please use me. And I was so grateful. I was so grateful to be able to be used in a good way on that day. So you guys, here we are on Thanksgiving. First of all, I hope you're having a compassionate Thanksgiving. I hope as each year goes by, as you become more educated, more knowledgeable, more sensitive, more aware, you might start to lean towards a more compassionate and humane Thanksgiving. And I always think it's so weird that we have a day of thanks that is kind of centered around these millions and millions and poor millions and poor millions, these poor, poor turkeys and animals, millions upon millions of birds just slaughtered so we can have a meal together. Right. You know, you know, I'm always going to say something. I'm always going to say something about the poor, dead, murdered animals. Right. So hopefully you're having a compassionate Thanksgiving in some way. And hopefully also I want to say this, if you have an opportunity um, to be around. And I think that's what last week's if I if I'm remembering right, last week's um, episode was about to be specific. If you're sitting around, um, if you're lucky enough to be around other people that like you or love you and are sharing this day of thanks with you, it's sharing, breaking bread with you or sharing a meal or whatever it is, it might be friends, it might be family, it might be FaceTiming, whatever it is. If you have an opportunity to go around the table or go around the Zoom room or whatever it is, even if it's one other person and just say what you're grateful for today, be specific. Tell people specifically what you're grateful for. And especially if you're telling and talking about them. Being specific is so important. And if you are not going to be able in, to be in person with your people, if you're not going to be able to be on Zoom and see each other's faces and you're not going to have an opportunity to, um, to share your love and spread the good word that way, reach out, pick up the phone, call somebody, write a letter. If you're going to send a text, be specific. Don't just say, hey, be, like, really. If you have some helpers in your life, if you have some people who have helped you along the way, what a fantastic day to reach out and let them know how much you appreciate them, how much you, you know, see them, how much you understand what you have been given, the gifts you've been given from them. I don't mean material things. I mean, their friendship, their love, their support, their honesty, their kindness, their teaching, their mentoring, their coaching, whatever it's been. Reach out and let people know. Reach out and tell them specifically why you are grateful for them. And, you know, wherever you go out in the world, today or any other day, if the opportunity to be a helper. Now, I'm not talking about unhealthy, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
imbalanced relationships where you just give and give and give and give and give and give and people just take and take and take and take and take. I'm not saying that because that's mer, mer, that is not a good feeling at all. Mer, mer, right? So, but being a helper and getting to help on terms that feel balanced and healthy and wonderful, it's like, that's always great. You know, that's a totally different feeling. That's like, oh my God, it feels like fireworks going off or confetti falling, right? It's like, oh my God, it's so cool. So those of you who are watching this show, you'll notice throughout this show, there've been some fun little visual surprises. So you guys, if you're a listener of the show, this might be an episode that you want to go watch so you can see what I'm talking about. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. Wink, wink. It's a fun one. <laughs> so you can go and check it out. So you guys, I just want to take a moment to thank all of you and each of you for you whose ears I am in right now. Thank you so much for being a part of the Karen Kenny Show family. I appreciate you so much. I'm sending you so much love. And um, I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you get to be with those you love doing what you love. And that um, you have know that you have helped me by being a subscriber, by listening, by downloading the show, by sharing it with your friends and family. Every time you tune in, right, and get the message in, uh, it helps me out. So thank you so much. And you guys, wherever you go today, May you leave yourself, may you leave the people, the planet, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you not only be a helper, but may you having been there, you and your presence and your love, you having been there be a blessing. so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>